Oh, miss. Oh, have pity, miss. I'll perish without a hair of the dog. Sydney appearance, maybe a second Sydney appearance. We don't know what he does in his spare time. Bring the band on, Nami Hammer Boys. Father Vivian Oblivion, resplendent in his frock, was whipping up the batter for the pancakes of his flock. He was looking rather bleary. He forgot to watch the clock because the night before, behind the door, a leprechaun had stroked his smock. And that set him off in such a frenzy. He sang lock around the crop. And it topped it off with a woo-woo-woo. And it topped it off with a woo-woo. And it topped it off with a woo-woo. As he stumbled on his crop. was delighted when it stiffened and it ripped right through his sock. Oh, St. Alfonso would be proud of me. He shouted down the block. And as soon as he did that, a crowd of people gathered around. All the faithful came right up to him. They wanted to look at the pink thing sticking out from the bottom of his 
tasteful, discreet, black nylon, man of the cloth type stocking. And there it was, and here it was, and he went, hey, hey. And they all went, oh. And he calmed them with a gesture that he learned at an extension course in divinity school. He gave him one of these. And then he went. And he went. Gave him a few Dominus Vibiscums, they shut right up. Sat right there, very still. And then he looked them all in the eye, every last one of them. He gazed at every one of them. And he looked them all in the eye. And he turned to them, each and every one. Each in his, each in his own words, each in his own way. And he turned to him and he said, Watch out where the huskies go and don't you eat that yellow snow. Watch out where the huskies go and don't you eat that yellow snow. Well, right about that time, people, a fur trapper who was strictly from commercial. to jump up from behind my inkulous and it started in the whipping on my favorite baby seal with a lead filled snowshoe I said with a lead generous mitten full of the deadly yellow snow 
snow from right there where the huskies go. And then, in a fit of anger, I pounced. And I pounced again. I jumped up and down on the chest of them. I injured the fur trapper. And then I took my mitten with the deadly yellow snow crystals in it and I proceeded to rub it all into his beady little eyes with a vigorous circular motion hitherto unknown to Sydney but destined to take the place of the mud shark in your mythology. Here it is. Hey! Really cheap, isn't it? God damn, that's cheap. That's so cheap, we're gonna do it again. That's enough. Okay. Well, by that time, the extract of the northern dog had induced in the fur trapper a terrible case of temporary snow blindness. And he turned around and he said, I can't see. I can't see temporarily. I can't see. I can't see temporarily. Oh, what if there's something good on TV? stuffed it in my right eye and it took a dog do snow cone and stuffed it in my other eye and the husky wee wee i mean the doggy wee wee has blinded me temporarily and oh lord i can't see well here we have a deflected fur trapper folks wandering around in the middle of the desolate northern wasteland can't tell where he's going, and he wants to get home in time to watch something good on TV. Well, he doesn't know it, but he's got a lot of time, but he, maybe there's something that he likes. He has to fix up his eyes before he can watch the television, so scratches underneath of his parka, tries to figure out what he's going to do, and remembers an ancient Eskimo legend where it is, it is written on the little things that they write it on, whatever they are. That if anything bad ever happens to your eyes as the result of physical combat with anybody named Nanook, and if, therefore, he rubs some dog dew crystals in your eye and you have problems, it actually says this, folks, that the only way that you can fix it up is you gotta go trudging across the tundra mile after mile all the way down to the Columbia River Delta. It's really funky down there, I'm telling you. And he's got to go down to find the parish of St. Alfonso. 
St. Alfonso was the patron saint of the smelt fishermen of Portuguese extraction. And he's got to bust into the pantry at St. Alfonso's parish, and he's got to locate a mysterious elixir disguised as a box of margarine. And his instructions are to rub it on his deflicted eyes until some sort of miraculous cure will take place. In the next episode, we follow the fur trapper as he trudges across the tundra direct to St. Alfonso's Parish. And it goes something like this. Hoopla! Well, here we are. At St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast Where I stole the margarine And wheedled on the bingo cards in lieu of the La Dream I saw a handsome Paris lady Make her entrance like a queen Why, she was totally chenille And her old man was a marine She abused the sausage patty And said, why don't you treat me mean? Curse me, curse me And St. Alfonso's pancake breakfast Ha! Good God! Oh, Where I still love Where I still love Where I still love Woo, woo, woo Yeah, I made it down to St. Alfonso's Parish, I did. Made it into the pantry down there. I finally discovered what I was looking for. I groped my way past the peas, and I groped my way past the asparagus, and I groped my way past the cauliflower. Groped my way, and I groped my way. I don't mind groping my way. And I groped my way, and I found the margarine. There it was. There's a little left over from the pancake breakfast. Reached in, and... Pulled out a lump of the stuff. Then I rubbed it on my right hand eye. And I took it and I rubbed it on my left hand eye. Started feeling a little bit better and I contemplated on the mystery and the majesty of the margarine. I said to myself, the M, the M of margarine must under these circumstances symbolize marsupial and the A under these circumstances must symbolize the constellation of Andromeda and the R under these circumstances must constitute Ridiculous, which is what these circumstances actually are. And then there's a hyphen, M-A-R. Don't lose the continuity, folks. There's a M-A-R hyphen. And as I said last night, and I'll say it again because I liked it, the first hyphen in margarine could be used for erotic gratification by a very desperate stenographer. M-A-R hyphen J J J is for Jesus and we all know he loves you <laughs> well some of you people will go for that and some of you won't what's the difference so I throw it in there. then there's a U that U is for everybody who believes what the J stood for 
And also we have a subordinate U for the rest of you who go, huh? And then there's an H, which stands for, or used to, about two years ago, stand for homunculus. And then there's another hyphen, M-A-R hyphen, J-U-H hyphen. The second hyphen tonight, ladies and gentlemen, could be used. Could be used. <laughs> it could be used on you if you bent right over. And then, if you were very short, of course, and sensitive. M-A-R hyphen J-U-H hyphen R. There's another R. This R will stand for Rebus, which is a puzzle with pictures in it. Then there's an E. It's a very long, obnoxious E to the nth degree. And then there's an N, which is the N of the E with the nth degree. And then there's a tiny weenie dwindling off little E on the end of the thing. By the time I'd finished spelling margarine correctly, including two hyphens, my eyes felt a lot better and I was ready for the next part of the song. Yeah. 
Andy Pleasant, how do you do to you all? Perry Backs in Chicago is swinging into 2011 with our new one. In fact, it's All Ones, the best radio you have never heard, Volume 149, to start off the new year. Wrapping up with the Allman Brothers from the Beacon Theater in 2009 with their special guest Eric Clapton and the Derek and the Dominoes classic from Layla and other love songs which featured Dwayne Allman back in the day, with Why Does Love Got to Be So Sad making the Allman connection the perfect fit. And from Sydney, Australia, in what has to be the finest version of the Yellow Snow Suite, from Mr. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention in 1973. And at the start, still gigging at 156 years old, the incomparable B.B. King still making Lucille sing with the most apropos old Lang Syne. And ever so apropos is finding us every two weeks right at bestradiopodcast.com where we sling out the finest assortment of music ever contained in an 80-minute show. And so we're two weeks out on the new show, so you'll just have to wait here in the sitting room or just take a seat in the waiting room.
Live from Liverpool, England in 1975, we can just call that the story of Rail Part 3, or to better tag it would be Genesis from The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, including probably the most demonic waiting room from any one of their 100 performances of this show. And of course you are listening to the best radio you have never heard, more specifically, All Ones Volume 149, and I am Perry Bax in Chicago giving a shout out to Keith Draws in New Jersey, who contributes to this show, and once again he is in over his head, like a crazed Jack Nicholson in The Shining buried in snow, so Keith will be rejoining us for our spring episodes. You can still download his Yule Log from Hell at yulelogfromhell.com, and that would certainly warm up Mr. Draws. And a thank you to the Illinois Entertainer Magazine at IllinoisEntertainer.com. They are the Midwest premier music source and a great friend of the show. Well, I am out of here. Don't forget to check in and like us and chat on Facebook. And I'm going to leave you with one more. I was left alone for a week and this is what happens. Forget about what you know about Yes and forget about what you know about Relayer. Because this one is The Gates of Delirium. We'll see you.
Reason to be here.